Good afternoon, friends. I'm saying afternoon. It is dark as night. It is uh, eight after eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Sunday, and I wanted to bring you another podcast. We're still in our relationships, and I want to talk about our relationship with our bodies and food. I have recently embarked on a 30-day journey of vegan eating. And I decided to do it as a reset for my hormones. I think I may have mentioned in earlier podcasts that um, health and wellness has been a major focal point for me. And it started about November of 18 and when I had a doctor's appointment and they wanted me to see the nutritionist and work on getting my weight down. And with the help of the nutritionist and experimenting with exercise and diet, I came up with some things at the time that worked for me. And it was a journey, let me tell you. So when I had this appointment, it was just a regular doctor's appointment. It wasn't anything uh, I was going because I've had any problems. I was just going for a baseline check. And when I looked at the paperwork, it had obesity too. And I'm like, two, not one, obesity too. I don't remember exactly what the weight was at that time, but um, I'm small in stature. I'm just saying I'm 5'2", and uh, anything over, you know, 130 or 140 at, at my age is considered, you know, over overweight. So at that particular time, I was all in and I said, you know what? I'm not going to go back to the doctor and have them give me some form telling me who I am. So I started doing some different eating and I found a few tweaks and I had a basic standard diet, meaning that there was nothing eliminated. It was just finding foods for me, especially I was traveling on the go um, a lot for my job at the time. And I was doing a lot of entertaining with clients and it was always a little tricky going out to eat for me at that particular time or I wouldn't always be prepared to be on the road. And full disclaimer, I know better. You know, we all know better. I don't think most people wake up and think that a bag of chips or running out the door without breakfast is a healthy option. But I believe what happens is if we don't cultivate an environment for success, it doesn't happen. And I just wasn't a good steward at looking at a longer range lens of getting myself together. Insert my boss. Amy is the tiniest little thing I've ever seen. And she is maybe five, three, five, four. She's, and she's a very small frame. I don't think she's over 115 pounds, very small frame. And I remember when we would go on trips, we would always get there at least an hour ahead of time. And I used to be so flabbergasted. And now as much as I travel, I understand why we did it. You know, it was to make sure if there was any delays in traffic, we still made it on time. It gave us an opportunity to tra- to strategize and also gave us an opportunity to eat. And Amy had this little knapsack she would carry and it had like veggies and it had like yogurt and a cheese stick. And I knew once those veggies and the cheese stick would be gone, she'd be looking for food. And she was really big on breakfast. And I wasn't at the time. I would eat breakfast here or there. 
And I remember I started intermittent fasting and I had very good results with it. So primarily most of my meals came from about the time of about uh, maybe 12 or one-ish to maybe about eight or so. And I remember at that time, I was taking Pilates classes and I was going to the gym, spending a lot of time and I was seeing a lot of results. I had even hired a trainer and went and worked with a trainer for a little while. And that wasn't the first time I've worked with trainers. I had three different occasions and um, I really started liking my body and I really started feeling really good about myself. And then I got a little lax. And then once I felt myself getting lax, I had changed my gym and I had begun, you know, going through this process of tweaking. And then here, you know, COVID happened uh, early 2020. So it kind of took things off kilter. And when I came home, it was just a matter for me of just being safe. I got to be honest, I wasn't thinking about uh, going to the gym or what am I eating because we got dismissed to work from home. I want to say maybe the second or third week in March, it was relatively fast. And we already had an action plan in play that we were going to go home some parts of our organization in April of 2020. And we were looking forward to it. And I'm grateful that at that time I was able to get really good quality furniture and get my office set up in a productive way for myself. And it really has been uh, the uh, saving grace for me. And I say that to say because when I came home, I assume that I was going to do better at my eating and drinking. And I was dead wrong. You know, I still didn't prepare. I still would be conference call after conference call and not taking breaks in between. I wasn't moving my limbs enough. And I would find at the end of the day, I would just be so emotionally and physically and mentally wiped out. And I decided that, okay, LaShawn, you're going to be here. That I had to make a decision that I'm not going to just live through 2020. I'm going to live through a lot of other years. So I needed to get really serious about my health. And one of the things I've always had challenges with is my hormones. I've had a lot of different battery of tests and I'm, I've, I've ranged normal in most things. And I always had a little bit excessive hair growth in my neck region. And I remember when I was a lot younger, it really used to bother me. And I remember there were even guys I dated and even my ex-husband. Now, I never had a beard or anything like that or even a mustache and no criticism to women who do have overgrowth hair problem, uh, problem. But I had to get really stoic in my resolve because I knew who I was and I wasn't just some woman who battled facial hair from time to time. I knew I was my best self and no matter what form I was in. And even, I even say that with my different challenges with my body weight. And I decided that I wanted to look at a plant-based diet and see if I would give myself 30 days to be truly committed to this thing all the way for 30 days in just only plant-based foods. And I went down this rabbit hole and I didn't think about it long. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I didn't make a big fuss about it. I didn't tell a lot of people at first because I didn't want it to be a thing. 
and then I began to take pictures on my Instagram and I began to kind of chart my success. And that's where I am today. And I find myself having so many conversations to people who really want to talk about food and talk about plant-based. And here's what I'm going to say. Everyone has to find the dietary needs that they can truly sustain for a lifetime. I think that a lot of people have good intentions to be vegetarian and to be vegan. But I also think just as well as you can be an unhealthy meat eater, there are a lot of unhealthy vegetarians, vegans, and any form of eating, honestly, can be turned into something that may be counterproductive. And I always say, consult your doctor, do your research, learn what works for you. We may see people on social media and we see what we think is the picture of what they eat and ingest and we see their workouts and we believe that we're getting a glimpse of maybe something that we can obtain. But I also warrant you to think that oftentimes that's not the totality. And since we're in a time where health is so paramount, it's also important that we have the conversation not to just worry about our bodies in the sense of weight, but also to have our immunity and our bodies to work for us to fighting off the different diseases that come and the climate that we're in today. You know, we'll be going into cold and flu season, and that's going to be interesting in light of the pandemic. And if we don't have our bodies in the best optimum shape, it can't fight for us the way it really needs to. And I decided that my weight is 140, that I am comfortable being in my body at 140 pounds. And that's the decision I made for my, my weight. And I'm working towards that. And I, I say that number not to make a baseline for anybody, not to say that's the magic number, but I say that for myself because I've had to really think about what feels right for my body, my age, my stature, and different things that I'm trying to do and what gives me the longevity. And that's how I came to that resolve. And in my quest, I am taking it as a journey and not a destination. I think in the past, I was so laser focused on getting to the end and I didn't enjoy my food or my life because I was so busy trying to get to my body goal weight. I was so busy trying to get off the pounds and I didn't enjoy the meals the way I wanted to. And I believe that our taste buds are here not to suffer. Our taste buds are here to ingest and enjoy all the wonders that we have. And we are to eat treats and treasures too. You know, what's life if we don't have some things that speak to us that are a little bit indulgence? It's just having that balance. And I think you have to cultivate things that work best for you. Some people need that one-on-one -on -one with someone to help them through their journey. Some people are self-motivated that they can make goals and they can understand where they need to be. 
And some people need a whole team to help them through their their journey. But however you decide to get your body together, even if it's just maintenance, because I think, too, we get so into this culture where we we always talk about somebody losing weight and we don't talk about skinny fat people or unhealthy, regular weight people. And I know this is like what? And I I just want you to think about this. There are so many people who may not have the propensity to gain weight. And it just may be genetics, right? Just how I can't probably walk by a whole bunch of glazed donuts and gain weight. Well, I know several people who can eat those glazed donuts and it doesn't do a thing to them. I think that it's just as important that we recalibrate all of our bodies to the ultimate shape. And it's not so much for aesthetics, but so that every organ doesn't have to work as hard And it works when it needs to, and it fights when it needs to. And it makes it so much easier when we're putting the right things in it and when we're being consistent with movement. I was talking to my dad the other day, and I was telling him that my ideal companion is someone who is driven to take care of themselves. You know, I'm going to be 46 in a couple of weeks, and, you know, I don't want to play night nurse. You know, and I know that sounds really uh, bold, but, you know, you have to get to a point where you cultivate relationships with people who are like-minded. And if I'm in the gym or at home working out and health is paramount, it would be a disservice to me being with someone who doesn't share those same uh, attributes for health. And it doesn't mean that we have to both eat the same or have the same workout, but an overall philosophy of just taking good care of ourselves. And I think that's the thing that I've seen gotten lost so much is that we haven't always been the best stewards at taking care of ourselves. And a lot of us have gained what we call this pandemic weight, right? We're at home, we're near our refrigerators more, and we're doing a lot of comfort food. And I don't shame anyone. And I don't shame myself for picking up the weight that I did. Because at that particular time, we really had to hunker down and we had so many things going on as a family that the last thing I was thinking about was counting calories or doing any type of exercises. And I understand that there are times in families where we have to really get down to the brass tacks of what's really the 911 going on at the moment. But I urge you and encourage you is that when things do get to smoother waters and things do get to have a rhythm again, is to slowly incorporate changes, even if it's putting a water bottle on your desk. And I recently purchased a water bottle where it marks every hour of you drinking the water. And I have days where I drink the whole thing um, right in the morning. And then I have days where like this past Friday, I struggle with that puppy. I mean, you couldn't pay me to get the water down my throat. And I think a large part of it, too, is understanding that you have to know what motivates you. And I'm motivated by cold water. And I have a uh, deep freezer in my garage, and it has my ice there. No, not an excuse, but I need to get some ice and put it inside the main house, and I don't. And oftentimes, I'm getting water, and I have a Brita filter on my uh, sink in my kitchen, 
and I don't go outside to, I go outside for many of things, but I don't think to go to get this, this ice and it's just been a barrier. So that was one of my small changes for the week that I make sure that I have my ice trays and my ice container full ready to go. So that won't be a barrier. Another thing for me is sometimes I do need to add something like lemon, little fruit in the water to help encourage me. Um, the other thing that happens to me is that sometimes I uh, have these periods where I know I've drunk in a lot of water and I'm getting close to a period where there's going to be either a meal or a snack and I have to kind of back off until the water kind of dissipate. So it's kind of hard to want to eat anything if you have a tummy full of water. And that's okay, you know, in most arenas. But then I found myself uh, rushing to get food in because by the time I really digested the water, um, I was getting close in the times of meal eating my meals and I didn't want to go late into the night eating. So find small things that are going to resonate with you during your journey. I start off really strong uh, writing and journaling and I've done my fitness pal. I've done a couple of other apps um, and I don't stay with them. And I had to get to a point to be honest with myself and say, I don't want to be a steward of that. And I have to find that fine tune of a lifestyle that what foods that I can take in that I don't have to, you know, count my carbs, count my macros. And again, for people who need to do that and it works for them, I'm okay with that. But for myself, what I noticed, which was huge uh, game changer in this vegan lifestyle is that I cook with more oil than I think I do. I think I put a splash of, uh, oil on something, a little olive oil. And I have just adopted Rachel's Ray uh, mentality of putting a lot of oil in things. And I'm not accusing Rachel Ray of doing it. I just remember her OVOO, you know, and, and I know I have some right by my, um, the area where I cook and I just dash a little bit. And something I've learned during this journey is to use water. And I know that sounds really corny, but oftentimes when I would saute my vegetables, I would put a little bit of oil. Another thing uh, I use now is vegetable stock. So when I make things, I use vegetable stock um, to use my base. So for example, I made um, vegan meatballs and marinara sauce and I had like garlic and some other small herbs that I use and instead of normally putting my oil I put a little bit of the vegetable oil I mean the vegetable stock and then I added my my basil my garlic and then I brought um I had like this pack of um frozen um plant-based um meatballs from uh Whole Foods, they were really good. I was really um, surprised and happy by those. And um, I added my marinara sauce as with it as well. And, you know, before I would have put a little bit of oil. Another thing I've learned is I love salt. I am a sodium addict. And I used to, I've known that. I've never been in the closet about it. But what I've done more recently is add salt at the end. 
Um, the one thing I would often do is add salt at the beginning and then I would salt my food again. So now I'm really relying on different variety of spices. And not that I didn't before, because I love fresh herbs. I love the aromatics. I like thyme. I like oregano. I like smoked paprika. I make chipotle, um, you know, smoked uh, paprika. It's There's so many different spices, and I can go on and on. And garlic is always one of my favorites. And I use Himalayan sea salt. I don't use regular iodized salt, but I found, you know, with going to this plant-based lifestyle that I've lessened the amount of sodium that I ingest uh, that I wasn't doing before. Another thing I adopted is having breakfast again. Um, I noticed that I am waking up hungry in the morning because my typically I'm trying to have my meal before seven o'clock and maybe making seven o'clock my final meal um, the stop time for me to eat. And when I get up in the morning, I don't eat right away. I ease into the morning. But something I don't do is get my coffee pot going. Um, when my daughter, my oldest daughter, she now lives in uh, Denver, and we are both coffee drinkers in our family. And I would get up and I would make coffee because I knew she would have some when she got up. And it was just out of habit. And I've noticed I do feel more refreshed. Now, what I will be very transparent about is I'm still having sleep struggles and my, my sleep is all over the place due to me working out again. And I, I have a tendency to go hard and hurt. <laughs> Let me be honest, go hard and hurt. That's how I do it. I just, I get so overexcited about, oh, I can do this. And then the next thing I know, you know, day after I can barely walk. And then day two, it's like, oh my gosh, bring me some type of apparatus to get around. But I'm going to learn how to do better with that in moderation. But um, I find that I don't need that caffeine boost. And even on the days where my sleep has been interrupted by my wonderful feline cat um, who decides she wants to be playing at the witching hour between two and three or waking me up at five, I still notice that I am not tethered to the coffee pot. I do really well. And on some mornings I was getting up like clockwork, you know, having hot lemon or having lime water and doing that. And then there were some moments, some mornings I had um, chai tea. Um, so I would do a little bit of chai um, and I got the lighter one and I thought I was going to really miss it. And it happened to be where I was in a store uh, and I didn't even think the store even carried uh, the Tazo chai tea concentrate and they did, but they only had it in the light. And I usually pair that Tazo tea with like an oat milk or an almond milk. And right now we've been enjoying oat milk. And that's primarily what I buy now, thanks to my daughter. And um, I mix that and I have it warm. So sometimes if I'm just craving something warm and I don't necessarily want um, a cup of coffee, I may get chai because uh, sometimes in the office it's a little bit cooler in the morning. But that's not even consistent. Another thing I went to is I have a frother and I love it. Best investment ever because I actually do use my frother to make my chai. Um, I'll put in the concentrate first and then I'll add the um, the oat milk and I'll just let it froth in there. And it's just, it's wonderful. Um, but I noticed that I 
was a little bit more generous than I gave myself credit for when I used my frother and I would put it in my um, coffee and I would have a lot of sweet coffee. Now, I never added sugar or anything additional, but I would have almond creamer and I would use that and I would put that in the frother and it would make coffee delightful. And I'm not going to cut that out. But what I decided to do was that that's a once a week treat. You know, so those minor tweaks, like I said, using the vegetable stock as a base to coat my pan, uh, having my sweet coffee treat once a week instead of several days out of the week, having breakfast in the morning, having my water, just all of those small things really do add up. And I decided that I'm going to continue to just build the momentum. And then something I learned with this um plant-based is that you can eat more carbs and um, not that I'm going to be a carb addict and I, and I don't want to get into the carb and protein and, and that argument but I will say I've gotten so creative about how I eat vegetables and I thought I was pretty creative before and I was so surprised about so many uh, things on Instagram that I'm finding and YouTubes of different vegan. And even if you didn't want to be vegan, because I want to encourage people to do this, you don't have to go vegan, vegetarian. But if you're looking for some creativity in just getting more vegetables on your plate, I think that's a great start. And something that, you know, I work to do on most meals is have at least half of my plate vegetables. No matter what, half of the plate is vegetables. And it works for me. And I um, don't put myself in a food prison like, oh, I can't eat uh, green beans or I've had too many of this. I mix them up and I have a variety of different vegetables. And the goal is at each meal, I'm having half the vegetables. There's some mornings I have a green smoothie. Um, and then there's some mornings I've had uh, tofu scramble and I've had avocado toast. I've had berries. I've had um, gluten-free waffles with flaxseed. I've made them from scratch. So I've had some pretty good breakfasts. And then I um, bought um, some plant-based sausage the other day. And something I think we all need to get better at, not just vegans, people, period. I think that we need to cook our own food, meaning that there's a lot of packaged foods that give us convenience and while I think they have their place right but I think you need to make those the smaller portion of your diet so if you were looking at your diet as a pie I would say 80% of those needs in my view I know people are going to be like no you're not a dietitian and I'm not so full disclosure but for myself I'll say my preference my mindset now is to have at least 80% of my diet if not 90 plant-based and then for that 10 or 20 give to split that either between processed food or, uh, or or meat. And if I even split that even in half, if, if I cut my meat even to a 5% and then give the other 5% for sweet treats. And I say that because we're here on this planet in the crazy chaos and everything that we're in today, we need to be able to have a slice of cake or a, light, a slice of pie when we need to. And uh, to say that, you know, I'm never going to have anything sweet or indulgent again, that's not, that's not the lifestyle I want for myself. But 
I think that we all can benefit from doing small, measurable things. And this isn't a new concept. You know, they got something called SMART, and it, the acronym is for Small, Measurable, Realistic Goals. I, I'm not saying the acronym correctly, but it's something to that effect. And I think we make things so complicated, and we think we have to do this big overhaul of things. And for some people, they do. You know, I, I got to be honest. I often have the misnomer of thinking that people stock their pantries like mine. Um, I have a lot of fresh fruit. I have a lot of vegetables. I only recently got canned with the pandemic, and I don't have a ton of canned goods. But I have a variety of uh, healthy, good foods that anybody, I can have a vegan over, a vegetarian over, a meat eater over, uh, someone who eats fish. We can accommodate anybody here. We got the gamut of things here. We can make everybody happy. But I think you need to look at your pantries, evaluate what foods really serve you, and don't give a whole lot of shelf space to things that are not the best things for our body. And do things slow over time and be realistic and, and know your your mouth. And it's funny because once you get into the habit of eating more vegetables, you literally will crave them. Like today, I made it for a second time. I made um, marinara sauce and meatballs, but I had this urge to just really have broccoli with it. And sure enough, you know, I had broccoli with it and I used like some chickpea pasta and it was great. And I will say before I went vegan, when I had the chickpea pasta, I ate it, but it wasn't a happy eat. I'm not a, I'm, I wasn't a chickpea fan. And I noticed over eating plant-based, it's really changed my palate. And it's interesting the things that I have adopted that I really think are, wow, this is great. And I can really tolerate this better. So be open to change your palate. Uh, something else I never did before, um, which is not true. So let me not, let me speak clearly about this. I made a concerted effort to get uh, fitness equipment in my home. I originally had a treadmill many years ago. And when I moved to uh, the area I stay in now, I wasn't able to take it with me. And I was just devastated. And I worked out at the gym, but with, you know, things going on in the world, I said, I didn't want it to be a barrier if I couldn't make it to the gym that no exercise happened. So during the pandemic, I learned how to put together my weight bench and also this exercise bike that I have. And I encourage everybody to find one piece of equipment or make up something that in a pinch, if it's a snowstorm, if it's raining really bad, if you can't get to the gym, that you have your must, your go-to things. And I remember some months ago, I had bought bands because I had started doing it when I was working with a trainer. And then when I went to have rehab on my uh, hip, I began using bands in therapy. And I said, well, well, I can just use my bands that I have at home and just keep the reinforcements going. And I say that to say, just also use things that you have around the house. And if you're able to get things, because it's been scarce, I know for a while it took me a little bit to find the items I got. Um, I got mine off of QVC only because those were the quickest at that particular time when I was looking for items, uh, they had them. Um, a lot of places were on back stock for a long time. So um, I got the weight bench and I got the bike. And so far, you know, they've both been good to me. 
and um, I've relocated my weight bench in my office because I have more room now. The bike I still have in my living room, but it's packed, is up in the corner. And I kind of like it because I can scoot it out of the corner and I can watch TV and be on my bike. And it's pandemic. I don't have that many people coming over. And if you get freaked out because there's this tiny little fold-up bike in the corner, well, get over it yourself already. We're having a healthy lifestyle, and that's just what it is. You know, so be unapologetic about things that you need to do to help you get to your best health. And if your body isn't right, it affects so many other components. Strong mind, strong body. Our, our minds and body are all interconnected. So continue to feed and nurture your body with things that will give it sustaining life and will put you to the next level. So I just thought I'd share this message with you and hopefully you got a lot of good nuggets and I look forward to uh, letting you guys know how I close out my 30-day vegan challenge and I keep all of you guys uh, encouraged to keep being positive, keep being your best self, even when no one else is doing the right thing, you do the right thing and show up for others and people will eventually show up for you. So thank you so much and namaste.